Yo, what up everybody, my name is Ricky Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, Windsor's only local sports radio show and podcast, live on CJM 99.1 FM every Thursday at 12.30 and replays on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. You can catch every single episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and directly on windcitysports.com. We also have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that social media, at windcity underscore sports, and we'll tell you how to access that, as well as the podcast yet again at the end of the show, as we normally do. But happy Halloween, everybody, because today is Thursday, October 31st, 2019, and it's episode 169 of Wind City Sports. Hope everyone had or is having a safe and fun Halloween if you're celebrating last weekend, this weekend, and all the kids out today. I know the weather's supposed to be terrible, but it's all worth it to get that candy, and I hope everyone's having fun dressing up and uh, all that fun stuff. I'm not even sure what I'm going to be at. Might see uh, some Ned Flanders stuff on my Instagram as we're speaking right now at the time of recording. I'm not too sure yet. Not decisive. And I hope everyone likes our spooky version of the Wind City Sports theme song here on Halloween. But anyway, this week on Wind City Sports, we're uh, keeping it rolling with another hockey interview. A little bit different this time. Uh, usually we talk to former Windsor Spitfires or people from Windsor, from the area, who have gone on to play pro. I mean, we've had a lot of people from Windsor who have ran through the Windsor Spitfires organization who were fantastic players, great players, highly skilled, that didn't really make it to the NHL, which is not um, a knock at any of them. And that's not even where our guest is at, or it is where he's at. Anyway, normally those are the kind of people that we talk to and kind of catch up with. This guy is a little bit unique, a little bit different. He's from Essex, Ontario. I uh, grew up out there, played junior out in uh, Peterborough for the Peterborough Peets in the OHL. and has gone on to the NHL, and he's been uh, kind of quietly... Um, been there for many many years he's been in the AHL and with a few teams he's been with Ottawa uh, New York Rangers and now the Detroit Red Wings right across the border this week on Wind City Sports it's Matt Pumple so a guy that to be honest didn't even know was from Windsor for a very long time Um, a kid from Essex you know grew up out there and made it to the show so that's pretty much the theme of this week's episode talking about a kid who grew up in a small town and has made it to the big city like Detroit and like New York City as he mentions uh, in their interview so we talk about his uh, his background growing up a little bit in Essex go on to his junior career and then to his pro career so we're going to jump into that interview in just a moment but I got to tell you about our Windsor Lancers athletes of the week via goalancers.ca first and foremost this week both of our featured athletes represent the cross country team and that is Joshua Martin and Nicole LaRue Rookie Nicole finished 23rd out of 91 total runners with a time of uh, 30 minutes and 16 seconds at the OUA Cross Country Championship this past weekend. As the first Lancer across the finish line of the 5K course, Nicole led the Lancers to a 7th place overall finish. Meanwhile, Joshua was named an OUA second team All-Star after finishing 10th overall in the men's race with a time of 31.43 over the 10K course at the OUA Championships this past weekend as well. He led the men to a fourth place finish overall in the team standings. So congratulations to both Josh and Nicole on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. But right now we're going to send it over to Detroit Red Wings contracted hockey player playing out of uh, the Grand 
Grand Rapids Griffins. Right now, it's Matt Pumple. Here we go. Right now on the phone, we got a guy from Essex, Ontario, a former Peterborough Pete, drafted 24th overall to the NHL in the 2011 NHL draft to the Ottawa Senators. After his time in Ottawa, he spent a brief stint in the New York Rangers organization before being signed by the Detroit Red Wings right across the border. Current Grand Rapids Griffins forward, Matt Pumple. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely, dude. So first off, a boy from Essex. <laughs> what was it like growing up out there? Or did you uh, end up coming to Windsor? Um, yeah, well, I grew up uh, out in Essex and I and, uh, love being from a small town and everyone knows everyone kind of feeling and mm-hmm. um, played for Spun County growing up. So the the home rink was actually uh, the Windsor Ice Park uh, back in the day. And I think the year I left uh, Spun County to go to the OHL was when they actually moved to Essex with the new rink, so uh, kind of missed out on that, which would have been nice, but uh, still love going back in the summers and then proud of these Absolutely, man. It's cool to have that small town feel, and Windsor, it can be a small town or it could be a big city. It depends on uh, how you look at it, I guess, because there's a lot of people in the same sort of uh, groups, I guess, that seem to know each other, and of course, you went off to Peterborough pretty young, and uh, over there played with some Windsorites as well, and Zach Cassian, and Trevor Murphy, among all the other talented players you were with. I'm sure junior was a pretty sweet time for you. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely enjoyed my time in the OHL. It was uh, such an awesome league for any Canadian kid or Ontario uh, you know, kid to go, go play junior and, and kind of learn that uh, that kind of game and that kind of uh, schedule um, with schooling and mixed with hockey and, and all that stuff. So I think it helped me out a lot. and um, enjoyed playing in Peterborough. Um, Zach and I are still good friends this day and um, he helped me a lot um, in Peterborough, so I enjoyed my three years there, and then um, which is kind of an, a, a smaller city also, so kind of uh, been around a, a lot of small cities where everyone kind of knows everyone, and um, the seats are, are um, a big ticket in town. It's, it's uh, pretty enjoyable to play there, and then Kitchener was, uh, you know, that organization speaks for itself, the way they have developed so many players, and, and the way they have been the last, you know, 10 to 15 years is, is pretty remarkable. And, and the fan support they get there is, uh, uh, you know, almost like a like a pro atmosphere. So that was uh, that was a lot of fun to finish my junior career there. Mm-hmm. And during that time in the 2009 Under 17 World Hockey Challenge, you represented Canada um, with another good group of guys. What was that experience like? I don't hear a lot about it from guys who have actually played in the tournament. So I kind of wanted to inquire about that. Yeah, that was fun. Um, that was obviously the first time, uh, your first opportunity to get to represent your country or um, and, and play, and um, that was exciting. I, I know we lost in, in the finals and, and got silver, but um, we were able to. Uh, how it works is kind of the, the next group is the under 18s, um, where it was held in Czech Republic. So um, we end up winning gold there. So it was kind of uh, a couple fun experiences. Um, it's always different going to play with uh, different players and, and guys you meet over the years that you play against. So that's obviously uh, good and, and develop those kind of relationships too. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And like you said, it's just kind of your first exposure to it, to be able to represent your, your country and play against people from another country, better yet. And uh, that again, like it's something I don't really dig into much, but I noticed that you're on the roster and I figured it's got to be a beneficial experience no matter what, right? Yeah, exactly. Anytime you can kind of do that and, um, you know, it's, it's always different. You always have different roles when people are um, put together with, uh, you know, there's so many talented players in that team that you have to kind of divide up roles and, and things change and you learn new positions and new new ways to, uh, I guess, kind of adjust. So that was uh, that was obviously fun and, 
you can always bring your experiences back to your to your club team to help you for the rest of the year too. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of the game, right? So to get all that experience is very vital. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's kind of uh, the way hockey's been over my life is, is you know meeting so many people and different experiences and different uh, places. It's, it's been uh, pretty enjoyable. Absolutely, man. And that following year, or uh, maybe a few years after, you were drafted to Ottawa. Uh, I might come up later on. Uh, with a different question, but I'm sure you were happy to be drafted to one of the only Canadian teams in the league. Yeah, exactly. And 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 obviously at the time I was in Peterborough, so Ottawa was pretty close. We were, yeah. we were playing the 57s there a lot, so it was kind of um, you know not your hometown team, but you know the to be drafted to a team that's in your in your home province and then in Canada and and all that stuff was uh, definitely exciting. And and just to be drafted to the NHL was a thrill in itself. And, um, it was actually funny enough. It was actually Detroit's pick until about uh, 20 minutes before I was picked. They traded mm-hmm. that pick. Uh, Ottawa traded up to get the 24th pick. So uh, it was kind of, it's kind of comfortable with a little bit here. We, I still spoke about it last year with uh, Kenny Holland and, and those guys, and uh, when he was still with the Wings organization, because he remembers that. But um, yeah, it, it was nice. It was fun, and, and definitely something I'm, I'm definitely uh, honored to be able to, to say I've done. Yeah, I guess it was meant to be, eh? And we'll kind of get into that in a little bit also. But uh, it looks like that first season, 2011-12, uh, you were still with the Peets, but called up to the AHL with the Senators affiliate. Was that a big jump for you at the time? Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was, uh, you know, anytime you go from junior to pro, it's, uh, you know, the guys are a lot more mature and, and, and uh, a lot smarter sticks and, uh, you know, a lot bigger and stronger, obviously. So, um to adjust there it was was different and, and obviously you have to learn the pro game which is a lot different than junior and, um, a lot of mistakes happen in, in, in junior and when they have been pro they end up more than they would in junior so just different things like that were um, different adjustments but I had great coaching staff and, and um, to help me along the way and great older guys too Absolutely. I mean, that's the jump of it too, right? You're pretty much going from basically what it is junior to pro. You're going from a, a group of 16 to 20 year olds to 21 and above. You're playing with men, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, these the, a lot of the guys have families, and, and that's how they feed their families. So they're not mm-hmm. giving you their job too easily. So um, it's definitely different, and, and but it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, you, the practice times are different. You can practice in the morning, and uh, we don't have school to worry about and, and all that stuff. So um, definitely different but um you know it's a pretty good job for a living to mm-hmm. say you do that yeah different aspects right for sure yeah. for sure so it seems like the the following season was the same story um then secured a spot on the binghampton senators once junior was all said and done was that a big relief to make the team at the time uh yeah it was it was um you know you go to ottawa's training camp and and they they let me you know i was going to be starting there so um that was good i think that was a um a big year for myself learning and, and adjusting adjusting and, and becoming a full-time pro was definitely, um, you know, real eye-opening, and, and you learn so much that year. Um, I'm still learning to this day, but you learn so much of, of how the game is played and, and different things that you need to work on to, to succeed at that level. So that was definitely um, a good learning experience for me, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, just like anything in life, you never kind of stop learning. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, the game's always changing, and and you know you have to stay in in good shape, and you have to stay on top of your skills and all that stuff because uh, there's always someone trying to get your job, and always someone trying to uh, 
um, you know, be the next man up, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, so from there, you were a mainstay on the farm club, at least for uh, the next three seasons. But you did make appearances for the Senators on a few occasions. I'm sure you remember that first game pretty well. Yeah, exactly. I was just talking about it uh, a couple nights ago with uh, some people. They were asking me about it. And, um, you know, I got a pretty good memory when it comes to hockey. And I remember we were, I uh, found out on the uh, Thursday I was going to be going up to Ottawa. Um, Thursday morning, uh, Luke Richardson at the time was the head coach of Binghamton and told me I was going to be going up to Ottawa and played uh, the Florida Panthers on Saturday night. Um, so that was obviously cool. That was a thrill. My parents and friends came to uh, come watch and, and were able to make the trip with enough notice. And um, So I played there and then um, left, ended up leaving for California two days later for a California swing. And fortunately enough, the team was doing well and was able to stay up the rest of the year. Yeah, you kind of jumped in at a good time, I guess. There, got to go and see the world. That's when it all kind of started, and uh, you, you had some some good uh, some good times with the with the Ottawa Senators too. You scored your first NHL goal against Tuukka Rask. I'm sure you can uh, remember that, and it's probably hard to even describe that feeling. Yeah, that was uh, obviously something. Yeah, you know, every kid when they're playing many sticks, and every kid when they they start out, um, you know, they're scoring goals and. and they picture scoring goals in the NHL, and, and that's obviously was, uh, um, yeah, it was fun. I remember exactly. It was a, a play. It was a point shot. Um, it came from the left point, and it kind of missed the net, and uh, the way it redirected off the end boards, um, I guess, it was too grass. Like you stated earlier, he was on the right post, and um, it kind of popped out to me on the left side of the, the net, and I guess he didn't get over quick enough and was able to score, so... Uh, we did lose that game 3-1, and that was uh, in the midst of a, of a long winning streak. But uh, obviously, I remember that game, and it was uh, it was exciting to be able to accomplish that. Yeah, definitely. You certainly do have a good hockey memory there. Remember the score in the, every game, it seems like. And, um, you know, again, it's kind of a cliche kind of a question, I suppose. But, again, it's just a kid from the Windsor area uh, makes it to the NHL and, you know, puts one in the back of the net. It just shows that anyone can do it. Yeah, for sure. Like that—that's the biggest thing is that uh, you know when hockey you learn there's, um, like you said, it's cliche to say to keep working hard, but um, there's a lot of things that go into it with, with opportunity and, and different timings of, of things also. So um, you know, for every kid, it, it's obviously achievable, and then you see more and more kids now and going, you know, going to the OHL and, and doing well in the OHL, and if they don't get drafted, they they sign free agent deals and. Um, I don't think the draft is as much uh, as a big deal as it, it seems at the time. Um, you know, everything kind of irons itself out um, later in your career or different times. And some players just aren't ready at that point in their career. So I think uh, a lot of players can learn from different stories around the league, and everyone kind of has their own story. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear these stories. And, and like I said, everyone's different. And uh, you're right, man. Hockey's thriving right now. There's so many places that people can go to, to really play pro. Yeah, exactly. There is, um, you know, I think starting off without pro, like like going to the CIS, is, is have become much more popular and, and a good league and um, a much more competitive league to compete with. Um, you know, going to get your education after playing the OHL, where it's all taken care of, and then more guys are turning pro from CIS than ever before. So I think uh, you know whether it's Europe, uh, I'm not. I know there's. I'm familiar with, with some leagues in Europe. But I know there's several leagues. Uh, throughout Europe and mm-hmm. um, obviously to play, you know, in the AHL or NHL, it's, it's uh, a, a, definitely a, an honor. But 
um, there's different different routes for sure. Yeah, I guess like you said, everyone plays their part, and there's not enough spots to possibly fill as many hockey players as there is in the world. So, I mean, going overseas is, is one of the places to go um, if that is is lined up for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the countries over there and, and mm-hmm. different uh, different places to, to be able to gain those experiences and, and, and see different cultures and all that stuff goes into it and uh, makes it that much more of an enjoyable experience. Absolutely. Like you mentioned, uh, it is fun and uh, you get to see the world while you do it too, right? So what more could you ask? For? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, the kid from the small town in Canada gets claimed by the New York Rangers and spent the end of the season there. So what was it like playing in the big city and at MSG? Yeah, that was... Uh, Definitely, probably the craziest time of my career, um, in a sense of, um, you know, 6,000 people town of Essex, Ontario, and then you find yourself living in Manhattan and, you know, fight traffic every day and, and playing MSG and playing with so many, um, you know, talented players. That was a really good hockey team, and um, that was, uh, you know, probably the best group of guys I've ever played with in a sense of, of good people and um, just really good tight-knit group and that was uh, a lot of fun and, and definitely um, something I, I cherish for sure. Absolutely man I mean that's just the big lights the big city right so uh, a lot of history there and to be able to be part of it again like a small small town kid it's got to be pretty cool. Yeah that's uh, that was yeah like you said like it's being from such a small town and then you know kind of uh, fighting the traffic you know and I think when you're walking around <laughs> you probably don't want the sidewalk and then uh you know, in New York, it's, you know, 5, 6 o'clock, everyone's getting out of work, and it's really busy, and uh, my partner kind of overlooked the city, so when it was kind of nice and quiet at nighttime, you, you kind of look out, and, and everything's kind of calm when uh, when it gets pretty late, but during the rush hour there, everything, everyone's buzzing, and, um, you know, there's always something going on, there's always, every night's like a Friday night, and, um, but at the same time, the fan support, you get there, how big the Rangers are in New York, and really throughout the world, like every road game, you get out there on warm-ups and it's all blue around the glass. All the Ranger fans are definitely uh, passionate about their team. Absolutely, man. It's, it's a crazy city, but it's a beautiful one, too. So uh, to be able to capitalize on that, like, I don't know about you, but it, I would have had uh, definitely some moments where I'm like, I can't believe I'm, I'm here doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it, that's, uh, that's a good way to put it. And I you know, even feel that now with, with, you know, playing for the Red Wings last year and going up so close to, to Detroit and, and being a part of the organization, uh, you know, I'm definitely feel very, uh, very lucky every day. Absolutely, man. That's where I wanted to go to next, actually. So after your, your uh, tenure there with uh, uh, the Rangers, uh, is when you signed your current contract with the Detroit Red Wings uh, right across the border and you were assigned to their affiliate team. That had been cool, again, just to sign with the closest NHL team to home. Yeah, it was. It was. It actually, when I was, uh, I uh, after my year in, in New York, I re-signed with New York and then got traded here oh. and then re-signed. But they, to, when I got that call, I was, uh, uh, Chris Jury called me. I was on the bus, actually, and he said, I couldn't really hear him. He said I got traded, and then he said I would trade you to, to Detroit. And it was kind of, uh, out of every team you could think of to, to get traded to Detroit, was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was, if you're going to get traded somewhere, it was definitely a, a place that I have thought about playing for and I thought about being a part of was growing up so close and um, definitely I think my buddies were, were just as excited too going up as Wings fans. Mm-hmm. so um, it was uh, 
it was definitely fun and it still is to this day. Absolutely, man. Like you said, it was uh, pretty much potentially going to be the place that you were going to be drafted to, too. Yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, it's funny how kind of life works out that way with uh, coming full circle and things you would never, never even thought of. I never thought, you know, when I'm in draft body, well, let alone saying, uh, you know, in a few years from now, we'll be playing in Detroit or, you know, being a part of here or, or even crossing New York up the list yeah. or anything like that. So it's, uh, you never really know. And especially in this business, things happen day to day. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely tough at times, but uh, it usually always works out for the, for the best. Absolutely, man. And growing up here in Windsor, you know, I feel we have a strong population of Detroit Red Wings fans, of course, Toronto Maple Leafs fans, and then, you know, you got the Montreal and whatever <laughs> stragglers, I guess you can call them. But were you a Wings fan growing up or what? I, I grew up a Toronto fan. Um, grew up a Toronto fan, but obviously with the Wings having so much success in the late 90s and uh, parades and all that stuff, it was kind of hard not to uh, not to follow along. And, um you know, I think I went to a handful of games as a kid, and and it was always obviously Detroit with it being so close, with uh, my parents bringing me over, and um, you know just that atmosphere, and and to even play in the Joe, uh, not, I mean not with the Wings, but against the Wings a few years ago, um, you know just something about you know the smell of that rink when you walk in, and and you can kind of brings you back to when you were a kid, and all that stuff was uh, was definitely cool, and, and definitely. Um, Came always that circle when I was coming uh, coming back to play against Detroit. That's cool, man. I'd say the same thing. I'm a Toronto fan, but you got to capitalize on the games being so close there, right? So. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Toronto. They uh, whenever I played against Toronto in uh, in Little Caesars, there's a lot of the Hall Leafs fans uh, make the yeah. trip over. Yeah, it's it's fifty fifty at best. Yeah, there. It was the same way in Ottawa too. They're uh, they're definitely travel. Yeah, I mean it's closer and cheaper, so. Exactly, but yeah, it's yeah. cheaper. But um, you know, it's still very, very early on in the season right now. You're still with uh, Grand Rapids, and uh, I believe this is the second year of your two-year contract. So I'm assuming you're you're excited about the season, just ready to give it your all. Yeah, it's um, uh, definitely uh, still early, but uh, you know, it's, like I say, you never really know what happens in this in this business or this lifestyle. So uh, I'm just trying to enjoy every day and, and kind of just work hard every day and. Uh, no matter where you're at, it's uh, like I said earlier, it's a, it's a fun life and enjoyable uh, job to have. Absolutely, man. And like we have touched upon many times here, just a kid from a small town in Canada, living one of the best lives you could possibly think of as a hockey player. Yeah, I mean that was uh, for me as you know, growing up in school. Whenever you're writing hockey player on the list, and and yeah. your teachers always kind of roll their eyes, yeah. and, uh, you know, be more realistic. But for me, that was all I ever thought about, and. Um, Still this day, I don't know what I would do if I didn't make it because uh, I literally just thought I was going to be. There was no questions asked. That's what I was going to do for for a living. So to have it work out how it has has been. Uh, I know how lucky I am, and and definitely um, a lot of fun, and, and definitely I, I think about all the time. Of course, definitely, man, and and definitely worth ethic and uh, and uh, commitment is part of it too. It just again goes to show that if you just work hard and, and commit to your goals, it definitely is in some way or another possible. Yeah, and I think that's a good way just for, for everything in life, let alone not even hot, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, if, if you kind of make a plan and then kind of uh, iron it out, um, you know, most of them can be uh, can be pretty achievable, so I think uh, that's a good lesson going up. Awesome, man. And playing over in Grand Rapids there uh, and maybe once in a while coming up to Detroit as well, 
still very close to home, and you get to come over and grab a slice of Windsor pizza if you ever get tired of Little Caesars, eh? Yeah, exactly. There's not, uh, you know, for all my travels, I know in New York and all this stuff, I've never found Essex County or Windsor Pizza anywhere with Hermondo's and Capri and all those places there. It's uh, pretty good. But, um, like, last year when I was up, like, to be able to go home for dinner in Essex, like, um, you know, let alone play in the NHL, but to, to play for your hometown team, essentially, and then have dinner with your parents and um, see your friends and stuff like that, it's... Uh, you know, not many people can say they can they do that. Mm-hmm. You got to be grateful for that. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. All right, bro. Thanks a lot for taking the time to do this, man. It's uh, awesome. Again, a kid from Windsor and Windsor area is making it to the NHL and playing for the Detroit Red Wings right across the border there. It's awesome to see, and uh, thank you again. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Drake Demore back here on the podcast. That was Matt Pumple, a Detroit Red Wings forward, and as well, of course, the Grand Rapids Griffins forward. Uh, he played a few games for the Red Wings last year. He put his first puck uh, in the back of the net for the team as well. Um, again, a guy that, like I said, was quietly running through the A in the NHL. Um, and we, I don't want to say we didn't know, <laughs> but I mean, didn't get a lot, of, a lot of publicity here in Windsor. So it's cool to see, again, a guy from Essex in the NHL, or at least, you know, literally signed to an uh, NHL team and right across the border. Uh, Excuse the quality on that uh, interview, Uh, ran into some technical difficulties, and uh, that was pretty much the best it can get, but at least you can hear him. Who cares about how I sound? Matt was fantastic, uh, very well-spoken, very cool guy to to chat with, and uh, thank you again for taking the time to do that, Matt, and uh, all the best, man. I hope to see him uh, lighten up the NHL and... um, in the very near future and I can see it happening I mean he's a very skilled player and um, same age as me again I had no idea I can't believe I didn't I didn't know the guy uh, was in the NHL but anyway I digress Uh, thanks again to Matt and keep an eye out on his career man he's right across the border playing for the Grand Rapids Griffins who are always a good team a very very good farm system in Detroit as you know over the years they've had some good teams arise in the last uh, 10 15 years so uh it's very promising for him as well we'll see what happens following the season it is very early um but he will be towards the end of his contract or about the end of his contract following this season uh, a little bit of sports news to get out of the way before we wrap up the podcast you'll be able to hear a lot more on what's going on in windsor and upcoming and over the weekend in the next couple weeks on the wind city sports radio show uh, in detail, get into a lot more local news on the radio show and a lot more formally as well. I'm just going to kind of run off some stuff that might interest you this weekend here in Windsor uh, and uh, in the very near future because they, uh, I thought the Spitfires had a game on Thursday, but they don't. Their next home ga- game is going to be against the Battalion, Random Battalion, Saturday, November 9th, which is actually next weekend. So we have a nice stretch of. Uh, it's not a nice stretch, but a little stretch of the Spits being on the road and away from home. Uh, they're actually on a five-game winning streak, the first time in nearly three years, which was back with the team that they won the Memorial Cup with. And that being said, they weren't even the greatest. They went into that uh, that tournament after being eliminated in the first round. So they're coming off wins um, over Sudbury, Sault Ste. Marie, and London. They played at home uh, last weekend with a big, or sorry, last Thursday with a big. 6-4 win over Sioux, and then on Sunday, 4-3 final over Sudbury. They're going to be in Sault Ste. Marie on Saturday, and then have a whole week off until they return home 
on Saturday. And they actually have a back-to-back the following day. They will be welcoming Saginaw to the WSU Center. This past Tuesday, Impact Wrestling debuted on Access Television in the United States. They're still on the Fight Network here in Canada. And the uh, show that aired on Tuesday was filmed right here in Windsor, Ontario. Last weekend, they held two events. They even featured Ken Shamrock, former WWF superstar and UFC champion. Might have heard of him. Um, so it was pretty cool to see uh, some. I went on Friday night for a little bit. Didn't get to see Ken Shamrock, but. Uh, it's cool to see what they're doing here in Windsor, straight out of Windsor. Uh, speaking of which, check out Aiden Prince on the Straight Out of Windsor podcast on the Border City Network in affiliation here with Wind City Sports. Our boy uh, Aiden Prince talks to our other boy, uh, Andy Sullivan, on his show. So check that out. It's a good insight on uh, on him. He's been on the show many times and kind of is the exact same. So you might want to listen to mine too, I'm just saying. But uh, check out uh, Straight Out of Windsor podcast. And there's a lot of upcoming games for our Windsor Lancers we'll be talking about on the radio show as well. Go to golancers.ca where we got our Athletes of the Week from at the beginning of the show for uh, upcoming games for our men's and women's hockey team, uh, volleyball team, basketball team. Everything is rolling now. Football is done and I think soccer is done as well. But uh, aside from that, we have a lot going on in cross country and uh, everything is in full swing here at the University of Windsor. Uh, so check that out. And also, big shout out to our AKO Fratman football team. They went to their, I believe, uh, fifth or sixth straight OFC championship. And we're looking to gain their third in the last six years. They had lost in other, other years. but And uh, unfortunately, I added another one to the list. Uh, London Beefeaters, a team that they pretty much dominated in the uh, regular season, pulled off a big win. I think it was 28-20 to 20 was the final. And uh, they're going to be going off to the national championships. Congratulations to them. And well done to the AKO Fratman uh, football team going 7-1 and one this season. Always a strong system and to be very proud of. And congratulations to Mike Morenci, the owner who was inducted into the Windsor-Essex Sports Hall of Fame earlier this month. But that looks like it's it this week on Wind City Sports. My name is Drake Demore, and I'm here every Thursday with a brand new episode of the Wind City Sports podcast and the Wind City Sports radio show on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit at 12.30 and replays on Thursdays at 8 p.m. On the radio show, you'll hear some highlights from our interviews, some cool music, and local sports news, as mentioned. We'll get you caught up with what's going on in and around Windsor and uh, what you may have missed. But you can catch every single episode of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are found. Simply search up the Win City Sports Podcast or go directly to wincitysports.com and that will pull up our feed there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, every social media. Simply search up Win City Sports and you should easily be able to find us. Win City is all one word, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y. That's the same thing for on the podcast if you're having issues finding it. And you can also follow me, Drake Demore at DrakeDemore on Twitter and Instagram. And our handle for uh, Win City Sports is at WinCity underscore sports. So until next week, smell you later. <laughs>